Hello, this is Aaron Bounds, pastor of the Anchor Church located in Zanesville, Ohio. I want to say thanks for tuning in today. I hope this podcast inspires you, encourages you, and helps you to live the life God called you to live. Amen. Happy Mother's Day to all of our mothers. We honor you. Don't we all honor all of our mothers? Won't you honk your horn? That's so awesome. That's so awesome. I know, I know I was personally trained up by the best, just the best mom. She was always amazing. I I would tell her, I'd say, Mom, you even make the rainy days great. And uh, blessed to have a, a consistent, godly mother in my life, all of my life, still yet today. I'll call her and say, Mom, I need you to pray for me. And every time she prays, heaven opens up in my life. She's got, mothers have a special connection to God, there's no doubt. Certainly give honor to my wife and thank you for honoring the first lady of this church, Sister Bounds. She is an amazing person. Not only is she so much fun all the time, but she loves God. She takes care of our family so well. And uh, I know you're thankful for your first lady. Thanks for honoring her. She's awesome. Honor her today. Praise God. We, we, um, we're going to turn, we're going to read from the book of Proverbs chapter 31. And you might be wondering why we didn't just have, you know, one service drive in. Well, the reason is because we typically have around 180 plus vehicles here every Sunday morning. We can't social distance with them the best way. And we're trying to be safe in everything that we do. And so every other parking spot staggered, as you can see. So we've had three services today. I already had a powerful service this morning. Move of God. People's lives were touched. They were weeping and crying in the cars. And that's, we've already felt God here today, haven't we? Hasn't it already been worth the trip? Amen. It really has. And I'm assuming that the honking of the horn is going to be what would normally be an amen, Pastor. So just for everyone watching online and everyone here today, on Tuesday, we're going to release a instructive phase one, uh, phase one plan for gathering services here back in the sanctuary. So you want to stay tuned for that on Tuesday. You're going to see that video that we have made and we'll, we'll release on Tuesday coming back to the house of God. And so we're excited to get back into the sanctuary. But I preached before this ever happened. We ever saw COVID-19 coming. And uh, by the way, just around the corner, we have a social distancing COVID-19 baptismal dunk booth that we can baptize you with our star picture of our softball team. I'm teasing. I'm teasing. That's really not around there. But if you do want to be baptized, we will baptize you today. We, 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 We baptized two more yesterday. Is that exciting? Can you say amen? But, but prior to this, I preached a message not knowing we would be in this situation. I preached on a Sunday morning, praise him in the sanctuary. And I preached on Sunday night, praise him in the firmament of his power, meaning outside. And so we have learned and we have experienced that God is not locked up in a building somewhere. He is everywhere. He inhabits the praises of his people. Whether you're in your car, in your bedroom, living room, at work, watching from a hospital, maybe today, 
Could I say to you, maybe in another country somewhere viewing in, I want you to know God is as close as your faith and the praises that you give from your mouth. How many feel the Lord here right now? He's here. Amen. Proverbs 31. Proverbs 31, verse 1. And I'm just going to break down Proverbs 31 today. I'm going to preach to you what Proverbs tells us written by what is known as the wisest man ever besides the Lord Jesus Christ himself. I'm going to preach to you about a virtuous mother. Proverbs 31 talks about a virtuous woman. And Proverbs 31 tells us verse 1. Let's turn to our Bibles there, if you will. And if not, you can just hear me read it. I will read it in the King James Version in reference to New Living Translation. But Proverbs 31 and 1 says the words of King Lemuel, the prophecy that his mother taught him. What my son and what the son of my womb and what the son of my vows. Lemuel is a king. In the last writings of the book of wisdom, which is known as the book of Proverbs, he makes reference to none other but his mother and what she taught him. He says in verse 10, referencing her and what she taught him, I believe not just in words, but I believe that what she taught him in her actions and what he saw being raised up and trained in her house as a young man. He said, verse 10, who can find a virtuous woman for her price is far above rubies. What he's saying is her value is greater than this precious stone. Precious stones are precious because they're rare indeed. That's what makes them so valuable. He said her price is greater than rubies. Her influence or her value in your life is greater than any monetary value of money. Her price is great. And truly, as the older you get, you realize that money can't satisfy and a ruby just becomes another object in the home. But the value of a virtuous mother is far greater than any materialistic value you can have. How many understand today that there was a man so poor that all he had was money? But thank God that he puts people in our life that bring value to us. In verse 11, it says, the heart of her husband does safely what? Trust in her. She's trusted. Verse 12 says, she will do him good and not evil all the days of her life. Her influence is to better and not to hurt. Verse 13 says, she seeketh wool and flax. And what does she do? She works willingly with her hands. She's trusted, she's valuable, and she works hard. She is like a merchant ships. She bringeth her food from afar. What's that saying? It says she's creative even in her cooking to do that with excellence. Verse 15, this son is recalling his mother's ways and how she did things. How the son viewed his mom in his life. I want all the moms to understand that your children, your children are right now uh, writing your story for all the mothers that are listening, all of the children in your life, they're writing your story 
of how you were in the house that you raised them in. And this wise man is recalling the view, the vantage point that he had as a son in her house and how he saw her. He said it this way, verse 15, she riseth also while it is yet night. She gets up before daybreak and, and fixes breath, breakfast for the household and a portion even to those that serve with her. She's always preparing. She considereth the field, she buyeth it, and with the fruit of her hand, she planted the vineyard. She's always thinking of the future. I planted an orchard, I've got a vineyard. Not big, just, just a hobby vineyard, but you don't plant trees thinking about today. You plant trees and vineyards thinking about preparation for the future. She's very future-minded. She is a planner. She is a provider. You look in verse 17, it says, she girdeth her loins with strength and strengtheneth her arms. In the New Living Translation, it says in verse 17, she is energetic and strong. She's a hard worker. She perceiveth that her merchandise is good. She looks over to make sure that she's a steward of what she has. 19, she layeth her hands to the spindle. Her hands hold the staff. She's, watch this, it's saying that she is a provider. She makes the garments, the bed sheets, she makes the clothes. She's always making sure that our lives are comfortable. Does this sound like any of your moms? She's always making sure that you're taken care of. I like verse 20 because I've been preaching about this. The Lord spoke to me a few weeks ago and he said, I have provided for my people for three reasons. He says, so they can give, so they can provide, and they can reach out and help others. Do y'all remember that? On a Sunday night, I preached that. God has certainly provided for us, not just so we can be prosperous, but he's provided for us to minister and to help others. Verse 20 says, she stretcheth out her hand to who? To the poor. Yea, and our theme for two years in a row is to reach. She reacheth forth her hands to the needy. Not only is she taking care of that which is she is directly responsible for, she's trying to help people that have nobody responsible for them. She said, God has blessed me in a way not only to care for my husband, not only to care for my children, not only to care for those that are in my circle, but she said, God has blessed me to reach out and help people that are in need that have no one. Oh, let somebody say amen. When you read this, you can't help but understand that this is not just talking about his mother, but it's talking about a virtuous mother representing the church of God. I come to tell you, God didn't call us to be selfish and to only take care of ourselves. He called us to make an impact in our community, an impact on those around us. God has provided so we can reach out and help the needy. Thank God for his church. Amen. I like verse 21. She is not afraid. She's not afraid of the snow. And I have to say, I was a little bit afraid of the snow this weekend. I didn't want snow in May. I know there's going to be an amen on that from some vehicles. She's not afraid of the snow or she's not afraid of the cold for her household. Why? For all her household. That includes everybody in the house are clothed with scarlet. What that means is she's made sure that her children would be made warm in cold times. 
Verse 22, I think this is a neat verse. Verse 22 says, she maketh herself coverings of tapestry. Her clothing is silk and purple. You know what it was saying? She's saying, I'm going to be classy. Mama's saying, I'm going to take care of my kids, make them look good, and I'm going to look good too. Mama is classy. Mama is going to make sure that she has a great presentation. That's what it's saying, that she's going to take care. She's going to be well-groomed. She's going to have a good presentation. She works hard. She makes sure, but she's going to take time for herself. Ladies, I'm going to tell you, you need to take time for yourself. All <laughs> I know there's some amens on that right now, and I think that's like, preach it, Pastor. Go tell our husbands we need to go shopping and buy some new clothes. Well, hey, all you husbands, your wife needs to go shopping and get some new clothes. I thought there'd be a couple more honks on that, but is the I noticed that the honks are coming from the ladies that are behind the wheels. All you husbands better get involved. Watch this. It says her husband is known in the gates. Why? Because she pushes him. She speaks of him to make sure that he's the best. 24 says she maketh fine linen and selleth it and delivereth girdles unto the merchant. What it's saying is she's so up on the times that even her product and her class and her designs are wanting to be purchased for, for others, from others. Why? She's timeless. She understands culture. She understands trends. She is modern in her ways. It goes on and says, strength and honor are her clothing. Yes, she looks good in her scarlet. The children look good and up to date and provided and they're warm. But we're not honoring her because of her outward garment. We're going to honor her because in 25 says, her strength and honor are her clothing and she shall rejoice in time to come. The reason we honor this virtuous mother is not that she gets up before daybreak. It's not till she works late into the hours and her candle doesn't go out. It's not that she provides a vineyard. It's not that she does these things. But we honor her because in the tough times, she seems like everything's is gonna be okay. In the rough times, she said, I'll rejoice for time to come. Somehow there's strength in the virtuous mother because she's not fretting when things seem to be opposite of what expectations are. She's a strength because she rejoices in the Lord at all times. She's an anchor to the broken. She's a strength to the weak. I don't know about you, but this doesn't just sound like this king's mom, it sounds like to me, the church of God, somehow the church is a beacon in the night. It's strength in the weak times. When chaos breaks out, somehow the church remains to have order. Why? Because it's the bride of Christ. Somebody say amen. She opened her mouth with wisdom. She has wisdom, she has instruction. And it says, and, and what does it say? And in her tongue is the law of kindness. What you will find and what this means, she gives correction and she gives instruction with a kind word. She's not mean, but yet she gives direction. It goes on and says, her children arise up to call her blessed. Her husband also, he praises her. 
He said, many daughters have done virtuously, but thou excellest them all. You're greater than any of them. I want to reveal to you today who this woman was. This woman was the mother of a king of wisdom. His name was Lemuel. And what you will find, he was also called Solomon. If this is Solomon, that means who he is writing about is Bathsheba. When you think of Bathsheba, you think of a lady that committed adultery with King David, had a baby. Judgment was against both of them because of their sin and even her husband Uriah was killed. It is a wicked situation. Almost in our minds we think, how can this situation be forgiven? But I want to preach to you that when the prophet came to David and said, Thou art the man, you sinned. This relationship was never my will. This is judgment coming upon you. David didn't get mad at God. David fell to his knees and he said, God, I'm a sinner. We've sinned. He said, I acknowledge my sin and my transgressions are forever before me. But he made this statement, David did, King David, Solomon's father. He said, God, he said, create in me a clean heart, renew in me a right spirit. Oh God, I'm sorry for my sins. And you know what? God forgave David, but God did not only forgive David, God forgave Bathsheba. Hey man, I'm gonna preach to you what I feel here today. He forgave the woman, Bathsheba. Yes, the baby that was conceived in that sinful relationship died, but what you'll find is she conceived again. They were gonna have a baby and they did have a baby. When he was born, they named him Solomon. Yes, they did. And the prophet heard and was in prayer. And the Lord spoke to prophet Nathan. And he sent the preacher to David's house. Knocks on the door. David opens up. It's the preacher that had judged him. It's the preacher that had been sent from God to tell him he was a sinner and that God knew his business. But the preacher came back to him. Same preacher that had come back and said, you've been forgiven. He come back and said, David, I've heard that Bathsheba's had a baby. He said, yes, he said, we named the boy Solomon. He said, I've come today because the Lord has sent me to you to tell you that the Lord calls him Jedediah, which means beloved of God. And what the Lord had sent the prophet for was to send him to David and tell him, your past is the past, but I've allowed you to have the fruit in this relationship that's gonna be greatness to the nation. It's gonna bring wisdom to a world. Can you say amen? Hallelujah. What I'm preaching to you is that this woman that was adulterous, this woman that had a past and was sinful, somehow by the mercy of God, she became what was written from Solomon as there's never been a more virtuous woman than you. You arise early in the morning. You go to bed late. I've watched you as a boy from the time I grew up. You've always been holy. You've always been righteous. And if I would ever say if there was a great woman, Bathsheba, my mother it was you 
and in the writing of Proverbs, he ends the book of wisdom. Wealthy men, businessmen all over the world read Proverbs every day because of its wealth of wisdom. But he said, I'm gonna wrap up the book of wisdom and I'm gonna talk about an influencer in my life that had a past, but the past is gone and there's never been a greater than my mother who was Bathsheba. Can I preach to you today? It's sort of like the church. We're not holier than thou. We're just glad to be holy. We're not better than you. We're just glad to be forgiven. Is there anybody forgiven here today? You had a past. Yeah, you had a past, but now you have a future. That's what the church is. There's not one of us that could be in this parking lot today because you were born holy, born perfect. Every single person that attends this church, you had a failure, you had a mistake, you lied, you cheated, you gambled, you did things that were not right. But when God spoke to the preacher, the gospel, the gospel to you. You didn't get angry. You fell on your knees and said, yes, I am a sinner, but God, I'm asking for forgiveness. I believe there's a future. It's not our perfection that makes us who we are. It's our redemption that makes us who we are. Paul said, Paul the apostle who wrote most of the books in the New Testament, he made this statement. He said it this way, Paul said, he said, I am the chief among sinners. And he said, I am what I am because of Jesus Christ. He, he killed preachers before he was saved, but he became a preacher and rescued people after he was saved. All of us have a past. I, I'll never forget being at a church in Beckley, West Virginia. We were there. A precious lady in my life was never a mother, but she was a mother to everyone. Her name was dad he was a stroke victim and she would take him everywhere she gave her life to care for her family she really was a mother to so many and I'll never forget being at that what we call fellowship meetings back in the day churches getting together started my old Chevy pickup truck and uh, I think my Chevy pickup truck is also in the Bible besides just a Honda Accord it's called the creeping thing I just insulted all the Chevy drivers, but it's creeping. It's creeping. I started my truck, we came last night to pick it up and uh, locked my keys in it while the engine was running. Last night, had to call AAA to come and unlock my car so I can get home. Then she starts her car, she pulls it up front of the church. Her dad is in the car, he's a stroke victim, has limitations, and the car's locked, the car's running, and he is in the car while it's running and they can't get him to unlock the door and they can't get it open. And somebody in that church said, we wish the Meadows family was here. They could get in that car lickety split. You know why? Because they were all car thieves before God saved them. Even grandma, holy grandma, virtuous grandmother in the church, one of the mothers of the church, godly lady, she would send them out to steal cars and she would help junk them when they got it back to the house. But she was saved. You don't know who you set aside in church. My dad would say, you might be sitting. Come on, I'm preaching to somebody that used to be in sin. But now you're holy because God made a way where there was no way. Amen, the music is gonna come. 
My dad would say it this way. You might be sitting beside an old horse thief when you come to church. You don't know. But God forgave us. And it doesn't matter who you are, where you've been, or what you've done. When you bend your knee before the Lord and you say, I sinned. I messed up. I should have never done this. Somehow only by God does he forgive you. And David said, he's the lifter of my head. Because David said, I couldn't lift my head because of the sin that I committed. But somehow, come here, Brother Geo. Kneel right there for a minute. You're going to be, you're going to be the sinner David who become the greatest king of all times. Every throne compared to him. Sinful, messed up, regretful. Wish I'd have never started that. Wish I'd have never done that. Oh God, I'm asking you to forgive me. And he says, David writes, this virtuous woman's husband that she committed adultery with writes in the Psalms, he's the lifter of my head. That's the past, David. And God picks you up. It says, I've seen your heart. Your heart is no longer what it was when it made the mistake. I have created in you a clean heart. I've renewed in you a right spirit. So now, David, I've got blessing for you. And a little boy is raised in that house. And he watches a holy mom and a holy dad. who had a past that we would all say was sinful. And in his writings, Lamuel, which means of God, which means Jedediah, who was called Solomon, writes about a holy mom that says with all the virtuous daughters of the world, there's none that excelleth like you. And so some mother here today that's fallen, made a mistake, you look in your past, I feel like the Lord's come to reach in your window today and to lift your head and to say to you, maybe you're watching, maybe there's a man watching online right now. He's come to tell you, your, your failure is not final. I've got something better for you. I got a king coming. You know what he's gonna do? He's gonna build me a temple where people will travel from thousands of miles to come and see without a plane, a train, or automobile. Because in God's eyes, forgiveness means future. Today, Calvary meant future. You say, preacher, what do I do? Just talk to God the way you would anybody else and say, God, I've sinned, I messed up, I gave the example. The Bible tells us to repent and be baptized. That means to be submerged in water. How? In the name of Jesus Christ, laking for the remission of sins. That means to be treated, your sins washed away, to be treated as if it never happened. And he said, and I will fill you with the gift of the Holy Ghost. Could I tell you? It's your job to repent. It's the believer's job to baptize you. But God reserves the right to fill you with his Holy Spirit. And if the same Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, it's going to quicken your mortal body. And there's a heaven for you. Not a hell, but there's a heaven for you.
said, I go to prepare a place for you. Who? My bride. You know who his bride is? It's people that have been born again. They were adulteresses. They were sinners. But now they're saints. And he said, I go to prepare a place for you. He said, now where I am, speaking of heaven, there you may be with me also for eternity. He believes so much in your forgiveness. He believes so much in the holiness he gives you. You know what? He said, I'm going to spend eternity with you. You're going to be my bride. I come to tell you today, we're the bride of Christ, the Bible says. We've been forgiven. We've been washed in his blood. We are virtuous because of him. Thanks again for listening to the Anchor Church Podcast. If you enjoyed it, make sure you subscribe so you can keep up on our weekly sermons. If you're in the Zanesville area, we invite you to join us on Sundays. You can find all the details on our website at theanchor.church. Again, thanks so much for listening, and we hope to see you soon.